Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I've created or joined these small informal groups of women. And those have been actually my biggest motivator because as soon as I came back to Serbia, I was like, what do I do? Like there are all of these doubts. I became a part of this community of expect women that kick ass. My name is Esprit Devora host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is powered by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. My name is Milana Milic, and for the past two years, I've been working for a Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. So this is a Swiss project that helps empower communities in Western Balkans and also Peru and Vietnam, helping entrepreneurs and organizations that work with entrepreneurs be better. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast here in Belgrade, Serbia, empowering women in tech around the world. So excited to be here at the Swiss Contact office who is helping me meet the most extraordinary people in tech in this city. And I have Katarina here. Hello. Hello back. First, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. And then start off with how in the world are you so Americanized? So, Oh, my God. Like, I, like, I'm tripping out and I'm dying. But first, go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a tough one, actually. Yeah. So I, I was away from Serbia for seven like years. Your name? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Katarina or Kat, whatever is easier. Uh, I've done my studies in Bosnia, U.S., Hungary, and France. And I came back three years ago and have been working on issues related to open data, digital transformation, and I'm currently coordinating educational IT programs in eight hubs across the country. That's insane. Okay, before we get into all the questions, how are you so Americanized? So I lived in Chicago for three and a half years. Which is a Serbian thing, apparently. Like, all the Serbians moved to Chicago? Oh, yeah, sort of. Historically, <laughs> there are a lot of truck drivers, and I know that because... So, at my university, there was only, like, two or three more people that were from uh, ex-Yugoslav countries. Right? And then I started working at a Serbian bar called Belgrade. Yeah, which is of course the name of my city. Yeah. Uh, and it was mostly like 85% Balkan truck drivers and 15% like foodies and hipsters yeah. and old grandpas and grandmas trying to try out different experiences. <laughs> and that helps you with your English. Well, that, no, yeah. No, that helped you with your Serbian. 
Well, not really. Because, okay, that uh, studies in in the States helped me out yeah. a lot with my yeah. English. And I started learning English when I was six. And I would practice it with my younger brother because our parents wouldn't understand us talking right. when we would talk in English. So we would actually, it was as if we had a secret language, except it wasn't really secret. Right. Yeah. It was like what Peg Latin was for me when I was a kid. That's uh, I can't even remember how to do it anymore. But So, okay, you're Americanized. <laughs> um, let's get back to, to start. I'm just tripping out because sitting with so many, you know, Serbian women, I start to adapt. So when I hear someone that kind of like sounds like me, I'm like, wait, what's happening? Am I still in Serbia? <laughs> um, so start it. Now, did start it partner then with Innovation Fund to have started we like how did that work so it actually started from a, a crowdfunding campaign that uh raised it was the largest uh crowdfunding campaign successful crowdfunding campaign from serbia uh for the for that period of time it was right. over a hundred thousand dollars so Amazing. it opened up yeah it led it's a lot to of money anywhere and especially here Exactly. Yeah. So it actually led to the opening up of these different hubs and right. then through various partnerships with IT companies yeah. and government bodies and international donors, more centers started popping up. And so Started itself is a co-working space. It's like because I went to a physical space, the physical space that I was in, is that Started? Yes. So actually, you were in the one in Belgrade or? Belgrade. Else? Yeah. So during Spark Week, there yeah. is a co working space yeah. uh, in most of the started centers. Yeah. But co working is just an aspect that brings more sustainability right. to the centers. Uh, they are mostly there to provide educational programs, a uh, place for meetups, courses, workshops in different areas, ranging so, from data science to IoT. So it's not about the, the co-working per se itself. It's not about the physical space. It's about the content that you're in education you're bringing and the resource you're bringing to pre-existing buildings, so to speak. Yeah, and the communities and the people that gather there. Because we organize, so for example, for the first half of this year, we've had more than 600 programs that gathered over 14,000 people. This is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that there's... 14,000 people in Serbia? Well, you can't... So we don't actually track every single human. So yeah. there is some repetition in the humans that visit oh, got our it, got it, got programs. It. Yeah. But yeah, so because it exists in um, eight cities, but I feel like the biggest contribution there is Belgrade and Novi Sad. Yeah, and Novi Sad is another city in Serbia. And so what inspired Sardip to be created? Like... How did you go about crowdfunding? Was crowdfunding even um, uh, like something that was natural to you, something that was going on in society, or was this ver a very new concept when you pursued it? So uh, I became a part of the team a little bit later, but it was the whole idea of paying it forward, and also because the Serbian ecosystem, basically the startup or the tech ecosystem, there were individuals doing different things. There were a few communities, yeah. but there wasn't something really uh, all-encompassing. So it was an idea to build something bigger yeah. and to spread it further away from Belgrade because Belgrade was the center of all of these activities, along with Novi Sad, which had outsourcing companies and a lot of students 
a lot of programmers, uh, but it wasn't that active in terms of the startup scene. And how long have you been part of Start It now? Uh, over a year now. And how did you discover Start It? So you came in after the whole crowdfunding mm-hmm. and everything. How long has Start It been around? So actually more than... 10 years oh, wow. in terms of its activism, oh, but got it. as started since 2015. And then what attracted you to be, like, how did you discover the opportunity? So actually, it's a funny story because I didn't find, sort of, it was, um, it was my first year back in Serbia, actually first two months back. Yeah. And someone sent me an email, I really think you should apply to yeah. this. And it was an open data hackathon. And I was... I was back in Serbia because I got a fellowship right. uh, for uh, researching open data. And I went and I was amazed by the people, by the energy, by the space. And I went to some events, met up people. And then last year, uh, I was with one of the co-founders at a data investigation camp in Montenegro. And we all had a fun time. It was an amazing group of activists, data scientists from all around the world. Right. And I got an email after that, and in the subject, he wrote something new, and it um, he attached a position that didn't exist before, and wrote, like, I really think you should apply for this. So it was kind of, I switched jobs at that point, yeah. Wow. And when do you first remember becoming passionate about technology? Good question. I think it was my first internship at university because we were collaborating with um, we were working on asylum issues actually and collaborating with an Ecuadorian NGO and they were looking for a way to provide uh, first of all to gather data about asylum practices in different Latin American countries and secondly to allow people to give their own feedback and to give testimonies about situations they went through yeah so it was at that time that I started searching because it doesn't it just didn't feel right to have like researchers employ people right. to do that type of research. You should have some type of platform or something that could help gather all of those, you know. So all of those macro and micro aspects could be gathered through a platform, you could bring both experts and people going through those experiences in different countries together. So it was at that time that I started looking for tech solutions to any type of problem I would be faced with. I still don't think there's a solution for everything, but that's my common like impulse. Is there some software that could resolve this issue for me, please? I mean, I'm hoping there's a solution for everything in life. <laughs> So funny, somebody asked me earlier, like, what does it mean to be uh, an entrepreneur? And I'm like, it means you're always looking for the solution for everything, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh, and what would you say is an obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? So um, what I think, uh, you mentioned that I'm so Americanized. I think um, a lot of influence came from an international school I went to in Bosnia. And there were people all over the world. And leaving that high school was uh, really distressing because you were in this incredible bubble of people where everything was accepted. And then you go to Chicago and 
you know, you're not, you're told not to go on the south side or you're told, well, as a woman, you should yeah. wear like pepper spray or on your yeah. keys. And then you survive that. And then you go through Hungary and France and come back to Serbia and you're a little bit of a stranger, right? Because yeah. it's, you really don't know what's up in terms yeah. of what are the real experiences of people. Because I was protected from that. I would only come for vacations and Serbia was peachy. And then, you know, you come all like optimistic. Everything can be changed yeah. and everything can be lovely. Right. And then month after month, you go through different phases where you're like, oh, idiot, why did you come back? But yeah. It's what makes you say be. that about here? So sometimes when I'm walking my dog and I see someone throw, you know, a lot of cabbage from the 13th floor right. or the lack of freedom of media or, yeah. you know, all of these different issues um, or passing by refugees by the train station. Some of these aspects are distressing. I mean, we're we are a developing country. But there are so many things that you wish could be better because you've seen it, yeah. you know, done better. So I'm not saying everything is bad. I do believe, for example, as a woman, for me, it's easier to be in Serbia than in the States. 100%. So, yeah. What I was going to say is like living in Los Angeles, and I don't think I'm being paranoid because things have happened in my neighborhood and I live in a great neighborhood. So it doesn't make sense, but you know, I'm like, I have to make sure a van's not coming close to the street because I don't want to get kidnapped. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a shooting today. Like, like, and I find a lot of relief. I mean, I know that, you know, here there was a war and there were shootings, but I don't, that's not happening now. And so like going back to the States, it's something I then have to think about all the time again I find a lot of liberty to just walk down a street and just walk down the street <laughs> and not have to worry if, you know, the entire trajectory of my life is going to be changed because of something awful. And not counting when you guys were going through war, just today. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I completely agree with that because I've had, I've, I feel safe uh, returning home walking down the street at 3 a.m. here, mm -hmm. no matter how I'm dressed. Well, I, okay, I am a tall woman. I don't yeah. look weak. Yeah. But, um, so there is that aspect, but there's also the aspect that you had more gender equality because of a history of socialism mm -hmm. and you have, like, it's normal to be a bossy, sassy woman in mm. Serbia. That's kind of like... yeah. It's not, it's, you're not an outlier, right. you know? Right. And you're not bossy, you're right. assertive, so. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and what would you say is something that really you feel an immense amount of gratitude for today related to Start It and the work that you do? What's, what's the part that most excites you? I think the best part is actually giving people an opportunity to access informal education that's contemporary, that provides them with a real set of skills that can bring some stability or place or, you know, space for growth right. in their life. I feel like that's the best. And it's also the aspect that all of our programs are free. 
So whether you're whether we're in a really small town without a university or in Belgrade, uh, everyone can access our programs for free, and that really means a lot. So cool, so cool. I remember when I was in, I think it was was it Mississippi, like somewhere in the middle of the country, and there was this programming um, class for free and uh, they live streamed it so you could get this really brilliant programming education at no cost and it's like unless you know that it exists you don't know that it exists so it's, it's like and this is one of the things I love about the women in tech podcast is now you know someone could be like yeah I really want to pursue this in my life let me come to Serbia like live at a more affordable rate and study technology and there's an organization called start it that I could get my feet like Without us having this interview, normally, like, how would someone find you? So that's a really tough question because we are very localized. So we have a blog that's read by over 70,000 people, but it's only in Serbian. And we do have collaboration with, like, regional hubs and some international organizations, but we are really local. Um, but the classes are in English or in Serbian? So some, it depends on who the lecturer is. Ooh. So yeah, uh, there are people like you um, that visit experts, co-workers, professionals that move to Serbia to work for a yeah. different company or to freelance or just to visit. And they can organize workshops with us or meetups or courses depending yeah. on how long they're staying And that allows people an opportunity because the level of English is pretty good. So it doesn't matter if we organize our programs in English or in Serbian. This is a little bit more tricky for smaller towns, but it's still uh, a good situation. What's been a go-to resource to further yourself in your career? What's something that's really helped you, whether it be a mentor or a book or a blog or a course or a school? So I feel... Everywhere that I've worked or uh, lived, I've created like these or joined these small groups, informal groups of women for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and those have been actually my biggest motivator and a force for learning. Because as soon as I came back to Serbia, I was like, what do I do? Yeah. Like there are all of these doubts. Um, there's a lot of enthusiasm, but there's also... Like I was aware that I had no clue about how things are functioning. And then you just start to meet women that are faced with similar issues and have a similar perspective of the world uh, as you do. And I formed, like, I became a part of this community of expect women that kick ass. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite web app or tech tool or website? These two will be very... So one of them is, and don't laugh at me, Google Keep. So it's like... Oh, I need to use that more. That's to keep articles and stuff. Yeah, but I use it for like life to-do lists. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Tell me. So I use it for... um, This rarely happens, but situations when I have a day off and I don't know what to do. So that I have a list of things I should do. Like Get out. Plan something, watch this documentary, or buy a new vibrator, or I don't know. It's like, it's a different type of... Dude, let me, yeah. let me, can I see one of them? Yeah, sure. That's, that's such a great idea. There's so many times, especially as driven women, that... Um, 
But it's this in is Serbia. The, oh, but the, so it's like legit checklists. Yeah. Oh, I am a woman of checklists. So like Google, lists. so it's, you use it because you have an Android? Because I have yeah. an iPhone. Yeah. So I could use but Reminder on my iPhone or something. Exactly. It's the same thing. The, it's not very high tech, but it syncs with everything, everything. Else. No, but yeah. the, the thing that I really like about it is there's so many times it's driven women when we do have those few hours unexpectedly and we're like wait i don't understand what to do with my time so to have a go-to list yeah i think that's i should have that <laughs> like take a walk in the park exactly go to go to a dog shop and pet the puppies <laughs> meditate work on your french you know, know whatever make yeah. sweet potato fries totally whatever i your love boat. it that's so funny dehydrate Vegetables. I, <laughs> you know, like, I have a kitchen gadget hobby. Um, so, or I should say obsession. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Is there any last words that you want to share with everybody listening? If you have any questions, feel free to write me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Totally. Where can they find you? Uh, well, LinkedIn, Instagram. And can you spell your name or your handles for... Yeah, sure. K-A-T-A-R-I-N-A-K-O-S-M-I-N-A. Perfect. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's been awesome. If you want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. That takes you to the Facebook group. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. We're on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Bye. Hi, my name is Katarina Kosmina. I am a program coordinator at Started, and I work on coordinating educational IT programs in eight cities across Serbia. And we're based in Belgrade, Serbia. And you're listening to Women in Tech. It would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. This is a Swiss project that helps empower communities in Western Balkans and also Peru and Vietnam, helping entrepreneurs and organizations that work with entrepreneurs be better. What we're working on the most is uh, empowering the community of entrepreneurs in Western Balkans. So that means Serbia, Bosnia, Macedonia and Albania. And our team is working in Serbia and Bosnia. So one of our main activities is bringing uh, foreign experts and mentors to work with the local entrepreneurs and managers and CEOs of companies. My name is Milana Milic and for the past two years I've been working for a Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. To find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.com. That's entrepreneur-in-residence.net. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.